We spoke last night about Shoals journeying to find the donkeys. And uh, obviously, Akadosh Baruch Hu was engineering it that way he'd come to meet the Navi Shmuel. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't have happened because Shmuel didn't travel at that stage anymore. He's already Zaka, he's older. And Shoal, we see, didn't even know who Shmuel was, which is an unbelievable thing to think about. Shmuel was the god Ladar, Shmuel was the Navi. Uh, the whole Klai Israel admired him. And Shaul, the kiddo, he, he didn't know about Shmuel, he didn't know about Shmuel's and Hagav not to take anything from anybody, he didn't know that there was a Surah who would be able to see things. It's very surprising, like we saw yesterday, that the kiddo, it's, the, it's his servant who's busy telling him that there's a Navi, you should ask the Navi, the Navi doesn't want money, but Shaul didn't know that. So we left off yesterday with a lot of questions. So firstly, what was the significance of the fact that the donkeys got lost and Charles spent time uh, busy trying to find the donkeys? So like I said, besides the fact that it was just a, a means to get Charles to come to Shmuel, but it also shows us uh, two important midas that Charles had, which uh, we always look to Hashem chooses as a leader. So every leader has his good points, every leader has his Midas, and then we look, what are the Midas that we see that Shaul had, that Kielu, that he deserved to become a king? So we said already, the first one was the the, the fact that Shaul uh, is another. He didn't see himself as being great. He considered his servant as equal. Also, it wasn't beneath him to go looking for donkeys. And another point, he didn't give up. In other words, he could have gone out to look for donkeys and come back the same day as we found these donkeys. But... Shaul doesn't give up, and you see that that's what the, the Navi, the details, like the long journey that he went in all different places to try and look for them, until the only reason he stopped is because he was worried, his father would be more worried about him than the donkeys. And then Ms. Morris says, he didn't say, well, it's too bad, these donkeys are gone, you know, forget about it. it. He would have carried on looking for them too, if not for the fact that uh, he was worried that maybe other it was counterproductive, his father would be more worried about him. So that's the second middle we see by Shaul. And that is that uh, when he decided to do something, he was willing to put in effort, he didn't give up easily. He went until the end to find it. Now How this, important are these donkeys really? I think that's like a chasar in them. Why is he putting in so much effort? We're not talking about like 500 donkeys at like his entire livelihood. Uh, it, it doesn't exactly say how many it was, but a couple of donkeys. Wouldn't it be better for him to talk to come back that day and then, let's say it took him a week. So go look. He's Mekayim Kibarabim. He went to go look. And then he comes back and learns for the next six days instead of trying to find a couple dollars. So the answer is, was, if it was his donkey's navy, would be right. If his father sent him to do something, so he's, he doesn't give up. He wants to make him to give it up. Three Cadillacs, no? Three donkeys are like three Cadillacs. Could be. I don't know what the donkeys are worth, but it's something worthwhile that he was willing to do. Let's give it up. Now, that's the first point. We're going to see that Shaul was rewarded for the journey that he went. We saw he went through three different places, Eretz Shalisha, and then afterwards Eretz Shalim, and then afterwards Eretz Yemini, three different places he went through. And we're going to see, next time, that when Shal gives, Shmuel uh, gives Shal instructions, so he gives him three things that are going to happen to him in three different places. And that we're going to see was like his reward for the, the effort he put into going to three different places to look for the donkeys. Um, now, that's the first point. The... The second point is when we saw that Naya tells him that there's a Navi in this town, and therefore we should go ask him, maybe he'll tell us. And so the notion was, 
Without you, how can you understand? Can you understand? And like we said, I didn't unfortunately explain that. Not literally, but the question is going to mean maybe they'll tell us where the donkeys are so we wouldn't have had to waste so much time looking for them. And uh, if that's the case, so then the obvious question is why they originally come to the donkey? In other words, if Navi was able to see the donkeys and instead of wasting all the time looking, they just can't ask him. So the much more is there was a, even though they knew the Navi had that ability, it wasn't something people wasted the Navi's time all day. You know that every time someone misplaces their car keys, they run into the lobby. Like where did they go? That wasn't it wasn't considered respectful. You know, even if someone has the ability, right? But it's it's, it's a lack of public knowledge. And the, therefore, the idea of the chachira going to ask the lobby where the donkey is, it's just it's, it's a bizarre. So why now? Mr. Rashal didn't want to do it. So why now did uh, did it make a difference that? He was willing to be persuaded that the Nair tried to convince him he should go. So he says, Ya Gidda Starkana Sharachna. Well, sure, there wasn't. I got that. Like, we're just wasting his time with his donkeys. We'll tell him the whole journey we went. We like put a lot of effort into this. It wasn't like we came to him first to waste his time. It was only after spending a week, however long it was, looking for the donkeys, that now we come to ask, and therefore maybe that would be a, a good enough reason to say that like, maybe you'll, that there would be a reason for him to help them. And therefore, the Dakana Sharachnada, which was the journey that we've gone, was uh, was a part of the story because that's what they would explain to him why they why they're coming to him now because they've already tried and haven't managed. Now, so now Shaul says in the question, he says we're going to go to him, and we're going to give him. He says two things: We don't have any bread left, and we don't have a gift for the navi. So it's an interesting thing. Uh, you know, it was always minak by the Hasidim that when they came to Rebbe, they would bring a pigeon or money, whatever it would be. And uh, there was a discussion. The, 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 the discussion is that right or wrong? Should the Rebbe be accepting like money or whatever other objects it was from the Hasidim or not? What is the concept of work? It's right or it's wrong. What is the concept? What is it? What is it meant to, to, to do? Why do they do it? Like so, a, 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 yeah, or they get a you want to ask for a bracha, so you, you give a pigeon what they call it, you give money. Now, in the non-Hasidish world, it was pretty much unheard of. Nobody went to Rafael Kanievsky, came with a check. And he came to ask for a bracha, and he gave a bracha. What advice? And he gave advice. But the it was the minog was that uh, they, when they used to come out the river for something, so they had to, you, you, you give something, whatever it's going to be. And uh, the question is, the right or the wrong? You know, it's from the point of view, not of the Hasidim, but from the point of view of the rabbi. Was it the wrong thing to... So, so to speak, if you make it sound negative, to sell advice or sell brachas. You know, you can help that, Israel. So why, why are you taking money for it? Or was there a reason why it would be, worth, would it be justified to, 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 you know, to, to take money in order to help people? Now, to their credit, among the early rabbis, it wasn't meant to get for themselves. It was soccer. And therefore they felt that if you give a money to soccer, so then it's a source it's which in which case can give you a bracha. And then, of course, the rabbis like that, we talk about the Khoizer, the Demelech, whatever it is, they never kept the money. The money they straight away went to was distributed to any. So it was a stock fund, basically. So, of course, in the case like that, no one's asking any questions. And that is that if it's, a, if, if it's a stock to the Kofa, it does the same thing. But you give money to stock, it'll give you a bracha. Or they'll get a God to give you a bracha. So it's the same idea. It was just a, a way of giving a bracha for stock. But there were those rabbis who took the money for themselves. So it was the payment for their services. And there was a discussion, was it right or was it wrong? So it's interesting 
one of the early Swami talks about it, brings the story of Shmuel. And he says, you see from here that it was accepted that if you come to the Navi for something, you bring a tzura, a tzura you bring a gift. And uh, the Kach, that Shmuel said, I can't go, I've got nothing to bring. Why was it? So you see, already by the time of the Navim, he said, you see here that uh, that was understood that you have to bring something when you come to to a navi. Oh, and even though Shmuel himself never took anything, but like we see, that was Shmuel's individual anhaga, mm-hmm. and he was he was different. And if no one took anything, so what's Shmuel priding himself? I never took anything from anybody, but no one takes. But if uh, if Shmuel says that to his own credit, I never took anything from anybody, it was my chumra, my anhaga. It means that it was normal that one could take and. It was even assumed that people didn't know Shmuel that he would be expected to get something. And the question is, what's the extract of it? Like, it needs explanation. Why? Why would uh, somebody who can help people uh, with his Recha Kodesh, with his Nevo, whatever it has to be, like, why charge money for that? You can, you can do a Chesed for Klai Yisrael. And like I said, the same thing today. A Godel who can give a person advice or give a brach, whatever it's going to be. So to take money from everybody, it's, it's Kido. Uh, it looks a little bit like you're turning into a business, something which you could be doing a Chesed with. So I would be assumed uh, that you have to bring a gift, that you have to bring a gift when you come to a God. So the Malbim talks about it. And the Malbim says that what was the discussion between Shmuel and the Nair? So the Malbim says that, Shmuel, I'm sorry, the Nair. So the Malbim says that what uh, Shmuel was saying is that there's two different things. One thing is if you want to ask the Navi something, so then maybe it would, the Minah would be to, to, to give to give money, whatever it would be. But the other difficulty is, sometimes you want to, you want to come to a Godel, and like, it's, it's, it's a certain chashivas to bring something with you, not to come empty-handed. Not because it's painful you're asking, but you know, to, to, you know, when you come, to, when, you, when you want to visit a Godel, you bring something with you. Like when you come to a king. Just like when you come to a king, you have to bring some kind of a tribute, or something over here. So Shal says, we have nothing we can bring. And therefore, I'm embarrassed to approach the, the Navi empty-handed. And therefore, he says, Maritana, what do we have with us? So we can give a Navi. And what did the Nair answer? So the Nair answered, the Malpins would like the words. He said, If I have this coin, this, this quarter of a coin, and he says, I'm going to give it to Yeshavakim. In other words, uh, it wasn't just saying, I have money, Yomi. But he says, I'm going to give it. So the Malpins explains that Shaul felt that you know, for me, as to, to come approach the Navi, you have to give him something respectable. And then the Nair says, well, I don't, I'm just a slave. So if I'm going to come to the Navi to ask him advice, I can give him something small, and that will also be accepted. So then rather than you go, Shaul, to the Navi, let me go to the Navi, and then I'll give him something that wouldn't be expected, because he should give more than that. And therefore the answer wasn't just I have the money, the answer is I'll be the one to deliver the money. It's not something which is a lack, a lack of covert, so to speak, if Shaul would come to the Navi, it's like a two-shackle coin, it's like a joke. Okay, so that's where Malbim explains the story. But the first point is, and we have to explain it first, and that is, uh, why was it necessary to give something to the Navi? Why was it necessary to give something to the Navi? Why would it, uh, why, why do you have to pay for their services? Sorry? Right, that's very bracha. That was one thing I was going to say. There's two answers. The one is, that it makes the chalos for the bracha to be chalos. It's like we see that uh, Yitzchak asked Ezra to bring him food before he gave him a bracha. So others before Hashem explained, Rabbi and others also explained something similarly here, and that was, it was like a way, so to speak, 
that the Navi would feel indebted and Asakar Satov would give a bracha or make a connection, whatever the case would be. And therefore, it was a, it was a means to get a bracha. Uh, don't have to, and therefore, bring some to, just like when a person goes to a cavern. So, for once, the nifters and shamans are daven for them. So, you say, like, Mishnah, Betul Tehillim, whatever it's been, or Gestaka, the Tavis, the person who's there, then they feel like, where's the top to you? And it's fuss for them. So, you can ask them then to be a meditation to intercede in Shemayim. It's like with the person. The fact that a person would feel some kind of gratitude would be more of a reason for him to try and help the other person. But that's true for tefillah or for giving brachas. But over here, the mashmazel is just to, to give information. In other words, did the Navi have to work hard to work out where the donkeys and try to find them? Well, no, he knew exactly where they were. So it wasn't something which needed, needed effort. And that's something also the Mepharshim had different opinions about. The last Mepharshim, also the Navi says, for example, that the Navi had to do schar tircha. He had to work hard to, to, to work out where things were. So that was something which could be paid for. The other version was explained, like we saw last night, the pastors. The Raya saw, he, he knew where it was. So it wouldn't mean it need any extra effort for him. Okay, so that's the case. Uh, why would why would Shmuel be taking money? Or why would they think the Navi would take money? So here we go back to the first point we said. And we see this by Elisha, because we, uh, that, that's referring in the Pasuk. But uh, this would have been the assumption by the early Nevi'im as well. And that is, Elisha took money to support his Yeshiva. He had Talmudim, he had to teach. And again, it wasn't taken for himself. It was taken to support uh, to support his institution. To keep the, He had the B'nai Nevi'im, he had a Yeshiva, training people how to be Nevi'im, and he had to look after them. And that's why it says about Elisha, the Ish probably Baal Isha, and he brought food for all the, all the everyone to eat. And Elisha straight away gave it to all the Talmudim to eat. And the same thing when Naaman came, the, the general of Aram, and Elisha helped him, he wanted to give Elisha money. And Elisha decided, in this case, it's going to be a big case for him not to take. He said, I'm not going to take anything. But the, the understanding was, and afterwards, when his servant, Kehazi, ran afterwards, he didn't have it, he ruined the Kedush Hashem, and he went to ask Naaman to give him something. What did he ask for? He said, A few students just arrived. And then he clothing and he had other things, so please give me to give them. So it was understood. You're not giving the Navi for himself. It's like running the Moses. It's like the Rosh Hashiva. You're giving him to, to support his uh, Moses. Did Shmuel have Talmudim? We haven't heard about them yet, but we're going to see in the, in the upcoming parak. Yes. Shmuel had Talmudim who was trying to be Navim. And therefore, the, the thought they had was, it's true Shmuel doesn't take things for himself. In other words, when he went around on his own, uh, he wouldn't take food from anybody, he wouldn't take, sleep in anybody's house, but maybe he'll take for his Yeshiva. Maybe he'll take for his uh, Talmudim. And therefore, it wasn't that they didn't know Shmuel's on Haga. The feeders, they, they could be there. They were Shmuel for himself. But uh, maybe maybe on behalf of the, you know, he'll take, like for his stock or whatever it's going to be. That's why they thought they should give him something. Okay, so that's, that's why they wanted to they wanted to offer, uh, wanted to see what they could have to offer Shmuel. That's, uh, that's uh, the, the background to this thing. Now, the last one we saw yesterday was when they came to the city where Shmuel was. So they say very simply, they see the girls coming down to draw water. So they asked, is, this, is the Raya, is the Navi here in the city? And we saw the girls answer them with a very long-winded answer. That, yes, he's here, quickly go, because before he starts to bring the Zavach, and uh, you'll find him... Uh, before he goes up to the bomber to eat, because people won't eat until he gets there. And after all that, so they tell him, now hurry up and go, because we're going to catch him before he gets to the bomber. 
And we asked yesterday, we saw Chazal, so Gemara, why, why did why did the girls need to give him such a long-winded answer? And we saw there was all the different, all the three opinions yesterday Chazal gave, whether it's the time the nature of a woman to sleep too much, or because it wasn't yet the right time for Shaul to become the king, so he should have held him back, held him back for this long conversation, or because they were impressed by his looks, and therefore they wanted to get involved in the conversation with him. Whatever the reason is, why is it necessary for the Navi to bring it? Lechara, that, that's factually what happened, but why is it important to us about it? So the answer is, and this is the, the underlying hashkacha of the story, and that is, like we saw beforehand, that just like a Kodesh Baruch engineered things, that Shaul would land up coming to the Navi, and the track of his lost donkeys, so it was also engineered that the, the place where he would meet the Navi was just when the Navi was about to bring the Zevach, so to speak, to back up the carbon on behalf of the people of the city. In other words, uh, and the next time we'll see why it happened to be definitely like that. But it wasn't that, uh, that uh, it was set up that Kilo Shalom Shmuel in his home or somewhere else. It was set up that Dafka, that was the that was the situation where he was meant to meet Shmuel. And Shmuel has just brought the carbon and he's sitting on the on this platform of the dais with all the players eating like at the tables in front of him. And now that's where you meet Shmuel and you bring Shmuel to next to him, like we're going to see. And what's the significance of that? That's Pashat. Then the people can see. Right? If, if, if in private, Shaul had told Shmuel, had told Shmuel, Shmuel had told Shaul, you're going to be the king, would no one have seen the yachas between the two of them. But if at a public event, so now Shmuel invites someone to come to the next to him at the top of the table, some people see this is somebody that obviously Shmuel respects. Or Shmuel wants to give us the respect. And therefore, that was set up like that. And that's why we, the, the Navi tells us all that information in the words of the girls. Again, they said it. But the reason why it's important for the Navi to repeat it is because you want to know the situation where Shmuel met Shaul. And therefore they tell us that there's a Zevach in the city and he's about to bring the carbon and the whole city, everyone's waiting for him to sit down to eat because they all want to eat. And now he's going to meet Shaul just before he does that. So the, the story of how the encounter is going to take place is the Navi telling us, but it's telling us rather than just being a, a narrator on the side, it's telling us through the words of the girls who told us all to Shaul. So that's true they told it all to Shaul, but it's important for the Navi to repeat all of that because it's setting up the situation for us in which the encounter is going to take place. Now, that's the... And that's, again, the, the way Hashem orchestrates how, how, how Shaul is going to be made into the king. One last... One last look at that. If you look at the Pesukim... So there's something inconsistent about what the girls say. In other words, they both asked. The Apostle says, Vayoyimru lahen, they, in the plural, Shal and his Nair said to the girls, Hayesh Bozero is a Navi here. So the girls answer, Vatanena Oisam, they answered there in the plural, and they said, Yesh, there is, Hineda Fanech is in front of you, in the singular. Maher Atzaki Ayom, but be quick and go to him now because he's going to study, which is also in the singular. And then the next pasuk, they go back to the Torah again. When you both come to the city, Tim knows you'll both find it. So why, why do they change? Are they addressing just Shaul or are they addressing both of them? And so they first, first they'll start by addressing, uh, even though both, both of them ask the question, but in the first pasuk, they just address Shaul, it's all in singular, and the second pasuk, they repeat what they said and they address both of them. Was it necessary? In other words, they said the same thing, Kimat, the same thing twice. This is the first time he said the singular, and he says to Shaul, he's in front of you, 
go out quickly because he came to the city. Um, and in the second pasuk, they repeat that again. When you both come to the city, you'll find him because he's going up to the bomber to eat. And so, written out in the plural. What would be the reason for that change? So, the Mephoshim answer, and that is that, Imam Mishra explained what the Gemara said, and that is that the Atzim, when originally they were asked the question, so the girls are very impressed with Shah to start talking to him. Then they chap, it doesn't look right that they're definitely talking to him because, so they go back and say everything to both of them that, okay, it's not, we weren't definitely trying to talk to you, we're trying to just answer your question. So they repeat everything they said in the singular, they repeat it again in the plural. And then Ayes brings us from a number of the Mephoshim that had this uh, explanation of why the, it's said different ways and why basically all the points they made are repeated twice. Are they repeated the same points? Pretty much. They just added more the second time. Okay, so that's the that's setup for like we spoke about how everything was put in place for Shell and Shmuel to meet and for Shmuel to make Shell the next game.